Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. Saturday morning. Uh, uh, where I am, it's beautiful. I don't know what it's doing up in uh, in Seattle right now. I am on uh, the holiday weekend at my sister's house down in Northern California, and uh, where we uh, ate good and sat around and watched some movies. Uh, I saw Elf for the first time. I'd never seen Elf with uh, Will Ferrell and James Caan. I'm a big James Conn fan, but I just had never seen the movie before. And uh, Thanksgiving night, we sat around and watched that. I did, believe it or not, a football-free Thanksgiving. I, I did not watch one football game on Thanksgiving. Uh, I just uh, decided to take the day off from sports. And you know what? I'm, I'm really glad that I did. Um, I'm absolutely glad that I did. There was, there was no game there that really said you got to watch it. Uh, John Madden wasn't going to roll out his turkey this year or his drumsticks. And uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it was nicer and more fulfilling to spend time with family uh, and, and talking to family about things than it was to watch a football game. I mean, I know a lot of people did watch football, but I don't know. Sometimes you have to, uh, I don't know, sometimes, and I think we forget this sometimes in this country, but sometimes uh, family is more important than a football game. Family is brings you together. We don't do those family drives like we used to at this age. You, you may, you probably do, actually. You know, uh, take the kids in the car, go here, go there, go to the zoo, go to the mountains, wherever you go. Uh, when we were kids, that was a big part of growing up was getting in the family car and taking those rides and looking out the window and seeing, you know, going to grandma's house. Well, my grandmother lived upstairs, so we didn't drive to the house, but we went over to cousins and stuff like that for Thanksgiving. And I, I don't know, I just always remember it as this warm time. Uh, you know, with lots of food, and you know, the Italians put out the feast, man. It's not just turkey and mashed potatoes, there's lasagna, there's ravioli, there's soup. There, I mean, it's, you know, they cook for days, and everybody brings something, and uh, you know, you sit around and, until, of course, the argument breaks out uh, at some point. And it, there's always going to be one, uh, there wasn't one here this year. Uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think there's been one. Uh, in my situation for many years. I don't think I've had a had a, an argumentative Thanksgiving. It's all played out to be very mellow, very nice. People enjoy their food. Some watch football. Some watch old movies. Some just actually talk to each other. Uh, but it's, it's very fulfilling. That's, that's why Thanksgiving has become... Uh, for me, maybe the greatest holiday. I mean, I celebrate the birth of Christ on, on Christmas, uh, of course, and that's a great day, but yet there's so much pressure about, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to get a present for this, present for that, and they get a present for me, then I get a present for them. When, with Thanksgiving, it's all about making some, throwing some canned green beans in a dish, throwing some uh, shriveled up onions on top of them in a can of, uh, uh, I don't know, mushroom soup, Stick it in the oven for 20 minutes and then going over to the house. I don't know. What's that? Let's see. Even with inflation, it doesn't sound like that could be more than a $5 uh, event. Right? It's probably what it costs to put one of those casseroles together. Unless you put it together for 50 people. But you can you can get out of that holiday for five bucks and do reasonably well. Be, be loved and befriended and I don't know. It just seems like a lot, a, a, a much easier thing to me, and a much more fulfilling holiday. Uh, you know, uh, you always have the worry at Christmas: Are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Did they get me something equal to what? I, and, I, and listen, I know that's a horrible way to look at it, but people do look at it that way. I, you know, listen, I'm I'm old enough that I don't. You know, if somebody gets me a present for Christmas, I'm ecstatic. 
I don't care if it's a, a $5 gift, uh, gift card to Starbucks. It's the thought to me that always matters. You know, they thought of me enough to say, hey, I appreciate you. Um, but to me, uh, you know, Christmas is, uh, you know, go to midnight mass and eat the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. Celebrate the Lord has come. And then go down to Bud's, <laughs> to the bar, <laughs> have a couple of pops and go home. You know, that's how it, uh, it's our Christmas. That's how I always think of Christmas. A couple of pops and then go home. Uh, but Midnight Mass, too, you know. Anyway, uh, we got a good show for you today. We, as I said, we're on the road. Uh, we took the road, we took, well, we took the road less traveled, but it was pretty well traveled this weekend. Uh, I know that when I was leaving Seattle on Tuesday, that it was, um, the roads were manageable. Not horrible, but manageable. You know, I think I left uh, around 8 o'clock at night. I still love to drive at night. And got on I-5 and just, I drove. I I would much rather drive many places now than fly. I just, uh, I like my space. I like to sit in the car. I like to look at the scenery. I like to stop and talk with people on the way. You know, stop at a, you stop at a gas station and in Oregon and you talk to somebody. You, you know, you pull in there and you find out some guy's just got a new job. This is his last night. Uh, he's going to go to work at uh, a, a, some kind of factory in Oregon. And he's, he's, he's on the cusp of moving up in the world. He's a young kid. He's been working overnights in a gas station in a small town in Oregon off of I-5. And now he's, he's waiting out that last day to, uh, uh, to, to finish it up. And then after the holiday, he starts Monday at a brand new job where they're going to train him to do something. And... In his world, in that in that world in Oregon, where he's sitting there pumping that gas, he's made a major career move. He's out of the overnights. He starts to get a regular life, and you get to hear that. You get to to be a part of that last night experience for him. And uh, so, I don't know. There's something about it to me that's really cool. You get to be a little piece of that guy's life. And make him laugh, tell him a couple of jokes or something, you know, kind of banter with him a little bit. The guy's proud and he's working at a gas station by himself. He's got nobody to talk to. We, I don't know, I've done it. I've been on that late night gas station shift. And, you know, you get, you, you get bonkers, man. There's only so many times you can wax the pumps. Only so many times you can arrange the oil cans. Only so many times that you can sweep the driveway. You know, around about four o'clock in the morning, when your shift goes until seven, it slows down. You're looking at that clock and it's just tick, tick, tick. You know, just time slows down. So congratulations to the guy in the gas station and all the guys in the gas station, the women that work in gas stations that are doing stuff to better themselves, to get an education and to get out of the overnight shift at the gas station or wherever uh, they may be, where there's a, a brighter future ahead. It, I, I, that kind of warms my heart a lot to see, um, you know, to see somebody working to better themselves, to try to get themselves a piece of um, the American pie, right? Better job, move it up, maybe get a house, although I wouldn't count on that. Uh, you know, the way things are going right now, who knows, maybe some point in time it'll get better. But right now, it's just all about trying to keep on, hang on to what you have without it disappearing, without it going away. So we have, uh, we're going to talk to Deb Stern Pollock in a couple of minutes. Uh, she, of course, from Drive Toward a Cure and uh, a chariot we have talked to and talked about a lot on this program. Next Tuesday is uh, Giving Day, and I wanted to let Deb come on and talk a bit about uh, about what they have accomplished this year and what's ahead for Drive Toward a Cure. I know that uh, 
I had hoped to be able to go out on the road and do something for them this year, but a few little health problems here and there didn't allow me to do that. So we will get out on the road for them next year and get that squared away. It's a worthwhile cause, uh, again, to help people that uh, have Parkinson's disease, that have contracted Parkinson's disease. Uh, I have several friends who deal with this. And uh, anything I can do to help them makes me feel a lot better and hopefully helps them and, and people that you don't even know. So we'll talk to Deb in uh, just a couple of minutes. A couple of things. Uh, number one, I, I understand that, Nathan, you're going to have to help me here a little bit because you're there, that they are talking about snow in Seattle on Wednesday. Ah, uh, the good old first announcement of snow that gets everybody into a panic. Thankfully, it's not going to be as much as we think will be coming, especially if you live in the lower lands. It's going to just maybe be a little bit of a rain and snow mix on Monday, but still, uh, that does mean temperatures are getting really cold, and the bigger threat would be probably black ice overnight rather than right, snow. Right, right. So we're, so we're not – I'm not going to come back on Wednesday to – um, six or eight inches of snow, hopefully, in the lowlands. I mean, up, you know, up in the mountains, eh, you live up there, that's what you get. You get snow. But uh, I, I probably won't see it on the lowlands, right? Nope. Uh, if you're driving, uh, just be careful if you're going over I-90, if that's the direction you're taking. Yeah, for yeah, for me, it'll be like the Siskiyou Pass uh, between California and Oregon, although I haven't looked at the weather patterns yet to see if it's going to if the weather is going to dip that slow, uh, that low, I should say. It was uh, raining on the way down, but it wasn't cold enough for it to freeze up or anything like that. So, uh, you know, all the regular winter stuff applies. Uh, you know, leave extra distance for the car in front, uh, you know, between you and the car in front of you. Uh, make sure if you're going over the passes, you carry chains. Uh, make sure you have a shovel in your car, a flashlight. Uh, a gallon of water in case you get stuck somewhere. You know, all the stuff that you hear a million times, the uh, state patrol will tell you a million times what to carry in your coffee. You go to the WASHDOT um, website. There's a whole list there of things that you should be carrying in your car. But the biggest thing you need to bring with you in weather like that is your brain. And not do 80 miles an hour up uh, I-90 uh, as it as it pours rain and, and the rain ices up and not do, um, you know, 50 miles an hour on the city streets in your uh, in your pickup truck with bald tires. Because when you hit the brake, not much is going to happen. And if you want to, you know, I, I mean, God forbid you get into an accident, that's you. But why ruin somebody else's life? Uh and, and again, we see it time and time again in this kind of uh, weather, especially the first one where people who have moved here over the summer, uh, especially from California, have no idea what the heck is going on. I've never seen a city shut down like Seattle when it snows. It's amazing to me that it, it does like that, but it does. That's what you get when you live here. That's your sacrifice that you have for the nice days, you know, the, the the three nice days in the summer, the beautiful greenery, uh, the, the the mountain views, the ocean and the sound. That's what you sacrifice for. You sacrifice that uh, the place shuts down at winter uh, for winter storms. They don't use salt on the streets. It's just the way it is. So you do that and you go through that and you and please stay safe because, as I always say, we need. All the listeners we can get, believe you me. Um, what else do we have going? Oh, yes. Interesting story. You know, it is a slow week for car stuff. I mean, you know that, that Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving and the week after, everybody's gone. But I did run into this interesting story in Auto Week magazine and, and the website about AM radio. You know, it's interesting when you wake up and you read a story about your demise. There's always something eerie about that to me. But uh, I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if I've told you. But if you look at a lot of electric cars that are coming down the uh, 
assembly line these days, many of them do not include AM radio. You can, um, you get FM, you get satellite, but more and more car makers are taking the AM band out of their cars. Why? Because of interference. Because there's, uh, you know, the electromagnetic field that is emitted by an electric vehicle also disturbs the electromagnetic field that radio waves run on. And so you get uh, more static, more popping, more to where it's it, in some cars it be, can become unlistenable. Uh, electricity disturbs other electricity when it's not guarded and shielded and protected properly. So interesting article, uh, as I said, in Auto Week, you might want to go take a look at it. An interesting article as to what will happen to AM radio once you can't get it in the car. Now, you will be able to get it in your car because what the manufacturers are doing is they're exploring different apps that you can put into a uh, into a, a, a dashboard so that you can get an AM signal. If you have a favorite AM station like 1150, you can get that, uh, that station through... Uh, through a couple of different apps and they will be there for you that you can hit down on them. And, and the interesting thing and the very, and, and the exciting thing about it really is those different apps have radio stations from all over the world. I mean, you it, it, it's amazing to me that you can be driving down the street in Seattle and listen to KFI in Los Angeles or WABC in New York at the touch of a button. And so that's something to uh, to think about and to be aware of with electric cars, that the AM radio seems like it will, in its form that we know it, disappear from the uh, the, the dashboard of your car, that it will be an app, and you'll punch on the app, and you'll get radio, your AM radio that way, if you're one of the people uh, that is still smart enough to listen to AM radio. So uh, that's something to uh, be on the lookout for because we don't want you to turn, buy your, uh, you know, your new Lucid. Well, Lucid actually is one of the companies that are including AM in the car, but we don't want you to buy your brand new um, BZR2 Toyota electric Toyota, get in there and hit the button, and there's no Vinny. Wait a minute, the guy told me to buy an electric car, now I can't get him on the radio. What's going on here? Well, that's that's why, and you'll, uh, but you will find that, you will hit the button, and you will, uh, you know, you will be able to hear us and uh, everybody else that's on AM. And as, as we know, although many stations have gone over to FM, uh, news stations and talk stations, there's still many of them, many, especially in smaller cities, that are on the AM dial and have not migrated to FM yet. And so, you know, there is, uh, you, you have to take that into consideration. You know, you, you have to uh, look at that and say to yourself that, uh, you know how do I how do I compensate for that? So in future shows, we'll we'll get you all the information you need on uh, getting everything. You know, straightened out for that. Uh, if you're going to buy an electric car, you can always go to the uh, National Association of Broadcasters website, but go on uh, AutoWeek.com and read the article. Uh, if you're an AM radio aficionado. And there'll be several suggestions there on how you can keep your AM radio, even if you don't have an AM radio in your car. All right, one of the great things that, that I have been able to do here at Drive Time Radio in the past um, three years that we have been on the air is to be able to uh, highlight different charities and people that are doing great things in the automotive community. There are so many people that are doing so many good things, Pacific Raceways. 
uh, uh, this weekend is sponsoring uh, a toy drive where they collect toys and they bring them to kids in hospitals. There's all sorts of things that we have done. One of my favorite um, organizations that we have uh, hooked up with, that we have uh, featured from time to time, is Drive Toward a Cure. It is uh, an organization that helps people that have been afflicted with Parkinson's disease and, you know, raises money so that these people have an easier life, whether it be through research, whether it be through things that they can do for them in the immediacy, whatever it is, uh, Deb Stern Pollock has uh, done an incredible job um, organizing this organization, this, 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 this place where people have resources and they can also make sure that their money goes to the right place. Deb, of course, has been a longtime publicist for the Singer Vehicle, for Singer Vehicle Design. That's how I met her and know her uh, for years. And uh, she has um, just, you know, she founded this uh, organization several years ago, and it has done nothing but grow and grow. Uh, only founded this due to the great, top, the great um, contribution ago, has done of so many people. So Deb joins us now. Hi, Deb. How are you? Hey, yo, Vinny. How you doing? I'm doing good, Deb. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for bringing me on this morning. Oh, it's good to see your face. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was lovely. It was lovely because it was just calm. You know, we've got such a busy year going on. Even when things aren't happening 100% yet, we're getting back into the groove and um, we're excited about it. But sometimes it's nice to take a day to just settle down with your family and relax. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and did you have a, an argument that have Thanksgiving or a non-argumentative Thanksgiving? Oh, no. It was, I think the only argument was who chooses who for the football teams. That's about it. <laughs> we're good. We're good to go. That's what I like to hear. So uh, we're, we're post-pandemic. It's been a crazy couple of years. Tough couple of years, I would think, to uh, be out uh, trying to collect money and trying to get people to get interested in uh, a drive toward a cure, really any uh charity for that matter. Yeah. Um, has Have things improved in that respect? I mean, are people kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's been kind of funny because, um, you know, in, in 2020, we had to start canceling the programs that we had because most of the things that we started doing were multi-day drives and getaway weekends and one day things that, that grassroots organizations and clubs do just to get groups of people out to drive. And so obviously we, we had to, you know, hold back on that. But through that time, we started doing virtual events. We started working with clubs across the country that did their own one-day programs on our behalf. And the last couple of years, we, we had an initiative to break a million dollars in the amount of dollars that we've raised since we started in 2016 for Parkinson's. And nothing faltered. I mean, people donated, people participated. We do, we do a program every summer that we started because of the pandemic in 2020 called the 75 Days of Summer, where individuals could just sign up for $20 and put on as many miles as they could between Father's Day uh, weekend and Labor Day weekend. And, and we encourage them to do their own fundraising page. So that really helps us raise our money. And then to incentivize them, we get lots of sponsors every single weekend to give out weekly random prize drawings everything from shell gift cards to you know autographed things and apparel nothing was worth less than i'd say a hundred dollars and um and then at the end of the program the person who had the most miles coupled with the most dollars in any combination um, the grand prize was a set of michelin tires plus a set of custom forged uh, rsr wheels so it was a really great prize. We had close to 100 people that participated and we raised $50,000 this summer. So, you know, things like that really helped us get by. And, and we're starting now to open up again. We, we're planning our first getaway weekend for next spring. We're going to go in California to the Alisal Guest Ranch. And um, it's going to be an intimate program, only 20 cars. We're limiting it, but it should be a fun three days. Yeah, one thing I, I have to say is from the events and 
I feel bad because I was supposed to go out and do something with you last year and health problems and stuff. But this year, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot better. And um, I'm knocking on wood here that I'll be knocking on wood for you, Vinny. Absolutely. And 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 do something to uh, to really uh, highlight, you know, highlight what you're doing. Uh, it. it um, well, you helped us this year you- anyway, though. You certainly helped us because two summers ago you had Jeffy Hooden on when he drove across country and participated. Right. And then this year we had a fantastic woman, Joni Purcell from Idaho, who rode her Harley across right. the Joni country from Idaho to Maine and back. And it really all started because she wanted to have some lobster in Maine. And that was what began for her as her her push toward it. She spoke to some people and realized she could do some good along the way. And she raised $16,000 for us. So it was amazing. Really See, amazing. That's what I like about your organization is you, you do stuff that uh, people can have fun doing. It's not just, uh, and I'm not knocking any way a charity raises money, but it's not just a walk on a Saturday. It's not just um, a you know, a one-time event, a charity ball or, or things like that. It's it's an ongoing event that people can do uh, that are into cars can do with something that they love, their car. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah. it, it, it tracks as, as fun, I think, and involvement for a lot of people. You don't just get people to do an event. You really do get them involved in the cause, which I, I think is, if a charity can do it, that. Well, you know, it's it's been wonderful because we have really grown a community um, of friends throughout the country. And and whether they're in a car club or or their own, you know, just group of friends that they've gotten together. We've got a guy on the East Coast who um, goes by the name of Watercooled. And uh, every every summer he does drives for us. And he pulls together the most eclectic group of cars you know, from Porsches on down to vintage things and little pocket rocket cars. And he does beautiful scenic drive that he ties to a barbecue and raises money for us. We've got a program going on in Atlanta, December 4th with a group of people. And and the great part is, is not just the fact that they're doing things throughout the country. It's because we've aligned with Parkinson's organizations throughout the country. So every time something is happening locally, we're able to keep those funds local and give to centers of excellence that are all over the place. You know, um, in Atlanta, we work with Emory and it's one of the top centers of excellence for Parkinson's in the country. In Houston, we do things with Baylor. We, we raised so much money in the Pacific Northwest where you are that we were able to help OHSU create a caregiver academy. So we're doing things that that can help people with patient care and everybody that's in that area that's contributing can see where their money goes. That's so. that's awesome. That I, I mean again when when you can take a look at where your money goes when you really feel like what you have done has made a difference for a group of people. Uh there's there's nothing like that. I mean yeah, you can throw money at a lot of different stuff, but with what you do and the way you get the money around and and you put the fun factor in there and you really do a, a great job with drive. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons I like it so much because it's just something that you can get in. It's not just talk. It's getting involved, show up, bring your car. Look, we're, you know, we're, we're going to have an event. We're going to do something and we're going to help people with, uh, with Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's patients and, and yeah. too, which are so important. People don't realize sometimes how important the caregivers are to people with Parkinson's as the disease progresses. Unfort- it's an unfortunate thing, but... Well, it's it's true. You know, I, I lost my mom in, in 2006 to the complications of Parkinson's. And I know what she went through. I know what her daily needs were. I know how hard it is. And that's why, you know, we've done things like we started a special assistance fund where it, it really began actually in California during the fires back in 2018 where uh, the people up in paradise that had very little money that were, you know, losing their homes. I mean, and that fire went on for, I don't know if it was two months, it was a long time and people were, were just living in tents. It was horrible. And we started a California wildfire grant fund at that moment so that people that had Parkinson's that were affected by this could apply to us. And we didn't have a ton of money to give, but we could help along the way. And in fact, there was someone that we gave, I don't remember if it was $2,500 or $3,000, but it helped her 
get a down payment for a trailer to live in because where she was living was completely burned down. And since then, we've turned that into our special assistance fund because we realize there's there's catastrophic things that happen everywhere. It's not just fires, there's earthquakes, there's floods, there's hurricanes, tornadoes. You know, so we helped someone in Louisiana at the hurricanes. We we were able to help in Kentucky with the tornadoes and and people can apply to us. And, and you know, there's a, a rigid rules that you need. And, and like I said, we don't have a ton of money, but if we can help one or two people, you know, through something that have Parkinson's and this affects them even worse and gives them a more challenging situation, then we'd like to be able to help people that can't help themselves. Now, one of the things that I that caught my eye, uh, we're, we're talking to Deb Stern Pollock from um, Drive Toward a Cure, uh, who's one of our favorite charities and one of our favorite people on Drive Time Radio here at 1150 KKNW. A um, couple of things caught my eye. Number one, this, there's a Giving Tuesday coming up this Tuesday, which is a great day to have it, right? Yes. We're uh, yes. going to have a Giving Tuesday, have it on Tuesday. Um, and, and people can just out of the goodness of their heart to help you out, give uh, on that Tuesday to your organization. How would they do that if they wanted to? They just have to go to our website. It's drivetowardacure.org, O-R-G, and they can donate, you know, or they can go to drivetowardacure.org slash donate, either one, and find us there. And um, all of the money that we receive from Giving Tuesday is gets put into two pots. A portion of it goes to our special assistance fund so we can begin to keep seeding that and growing that for individuals that apply. And then the other portion goes to what we call access to care. And that's where we divide up funds and we break them down every year to give to the individual centers of excellence throughout the country. We also give a good portion of money to research, which is for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. So, you know, across the board, we're doing things for research and for patient care. Now, one of the questions I'm often asked, and and not just asked, but admired about, and I don't know how anybody could admire me, is, wow, you get to drive cars around a track. We have different events that we get to go to and get in a car and driving around a track, which is not something that's accessible to, you know, the average driver, but uh, you have a thing that's going on, a raffle that's going on uh, for a uh, – to – have a track experience in a Corvette, Corvette C8, which looks to me to be something that's without a doubt worth uh, uh, checking into. Tell me about that. Yeah, we're doing a program um, in Kentucky at the NCM Motorsports Park where you can win a uh, an on-track experience with a Corvette C8. It's a full day program from what I understand. You get to go on track, you get some instruction, and you also get to tour the National Corvette Museum. It's an $800 package, and we're selling raffle tickets for $10 a piece and six of them for $50. And the proceeds from that are going to a fantastic Nashville organization called Rocksteady Boxing. And there are many Rocksteady Boxings throughout the United States. We just chose that one because it's affiliated with Vanderbilt, which is one of the centers of excellence that we contribute to. And um, and it's close by the NCM Motorsports Park. And they do all kinds of exercise programs for Parkinson's patients, everything from boxing to Tai Chi and yoga and the money that we're raising for them through this, through this raffle um, goes to scholarships so that Parkinson's patients that don't have the money for these classes can still come because they turn no one away. And that way we can help people with patient care through exercise and helping them get stronger because Exercise for for anybody is key. It helps us, you know, remain healthy and have a better life. And for those with Parkinson's, it can really help them deflect some of the issues that they've got just by doing that. We we've got a guy on our board who's got early onset Parkinson's, uh, Derek Tory, and he does something called Pass to Pass every year with his son. And each one of those hikes is a sixty mile hike somewhere in the country, and they go out and they hike. And he believes in exercise. He's he's in his late 40s. He's had Parkinson's for at least eight or 10 years. And and every day he's exercising, you know, whether it's hiking, riding his bike, you know, doing more. And it's really helping him control the disease. So anything that we can do, you know, to support Rocksteady Boxing, other types of things that get people out and about or do the programs virtually, if they cannot get there, they've got online classes as well. So, you know, we're just trying to help. How uh, how could people uh, register or buy tickets uh, for that raffle? 
Again, it's uh, drivetowardacure.org slash rocksteady for Rocksteady Boxing. And if they go on to our main page, um, they'll see a photo for it and they can click on that as well. Ten bucks a piece. I mean, you could yeah. uh, you always want to drive a Corvette and and tour the museum. I've been to the museum. It's uh, if you're into Corvettes, you're into cars uh, at all, which you probably would be if you're listening to this show or you're being forced to listen to it by uh, your partner, your lover, whatever. Um, yeah. It's a great trip. It's a great place to go and learn and see about the history of America's true sports car. Uh, it's really a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal place. And as I said, I've been there and uh, have toured that place and their collection. And and I, matter of fact, I went after the sinkhole where all the cars went down and oh man, oh my god, oh. <laughs> you're looking at the millionth Corvette and it's down in the sinkhole and it wasn't pretty, but you know, they do a lot of good things and I'm glad that you've hooked up with them. So once again, drive toward a cure.org. Yeah. It, it might be down right now. I think they're, they're, they're working on some of the, some of the things on the site right now, but definitely go in later today and you'll be able to find everything. Drive toward a cure.org. O-R-G. Deb, one of the things I'm thankful for is you and your organization. It does so much oh, for Vinny, people. Thank I really, you. Uh, appreciate what you do. And uh, in, in 2023, let's get back on the road and let's make something happen. We'll see you there, Vinny. Thank you. Thank you for okay, everything Deb, you do. Care. Really appreciate, appreciate you. you very much. Man. Okay. Bye-bye. That's Deb Stern Pollock. She is the uh, head, uh, the founder of Drive Toward a Cure. Uh, if you've listened to the show, for the past few years, uh, you know that we talk to Deb all the time and try to support her in any way we can on this show. And we hope that you, uh, if you appreciate what we do, will go to her website and uh, and check it out and see exactly what they're doing and how you can help people with uh, Parkinson's disease. All right, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. I needed something mellow this morning. Uh, being as I'm in California... I figured I would go back, back, back in time and find something uh, cool and mellow. And what could be more cool and mellow than Joni Mitchell, who has written a couple of car songs, actually. Uh, you know, you, you come out to California, you get into the car culture in the 60s, and you could be hippie as all get out, but you still have to get a, get around in a car and... Uh, Joni wrote this great song uh, that analogizes love and wondering if he's coming in that car up the hill to pick her up. Here's Joni Mitchell on a Saturday morning cartoon. Here we go, Joni Mitchell here on a Saturday morning cartoon and uh, that one car on a hill. And uh, Joni talks about Kind of an interesting thing when she talks about is the guy coming, is uh, where's his car, and she really analogizes the car to uh, how much she wants to see it come up the hill. I love the line, uh, you you make friends easy, I'm rather shy, uh, which is, uh, you know, so sometimes that's a situation we all run into in life, where we're friends with somebody who's really shy. All right, so we do the Saturday morning cartoon every Saturday morning, uh, because cars and music go together so well. So we do that and hope that you uh, enjoy it. If you have any suggestions, we're always looking for cartoons that we might not know about. One of the fun things about doing this show is that it's almost like every week that I do this, I run into uh, another one or two cartoons that I might not have known about. And all of a sudden, boom, there they are. And they're great. And we try to include all genres of music in there. So you could hear, you know, uh, uh, 70s rock from Joni Mitchell and next week we're uh, we're banging out something country there's even a great uh uh well I'll save it for next week but there's a, a another great song that I I ran across on TikTok believe it or not it's a popular song on TikTok you know the kids they're all on TikTok all right uh speaking about the kids it is time for our uh, young man producer uh, extraordinaire Nathan to jump on and ask me a magical question Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. What am I driving this week, Nathan? 
Well, I needed a road car this week. I needed something that was going to take me on the road, not be a problem, not have to get charged up, not have to plug in, just take me down I-5, back up I-5. And so the folks at Lexus said, why don't you test this car out? This is an NX350H. Why don't you drive this for a week and let everybody know what you think? And uh, so I am, I did, and I think very highly of this car. Now, this is a hybrid in kind of a classic sense. Uh, You don't plug it in. It has a very limited electric-only phase to it. Uh, but it gets great gas mileage. And it is a, a, a lot, not a big SUV, but a midsize SUV. The 350H, the NX350H, like I said, the traditional style hybrid, uh, the hybrid that, uh, you know, the Prius was when it first came out. By the way, did you see the new Prius? Wow. Uh, I'm telling you, man, it's... Uh, <laughs> It is no longer, you know, people consider Prius like a nerdy car. Let me tell you something. Toyota took the nerd out of the Prius, but they will save that for another show. Um, like I said, short distances, probably about 20 miles on battery power, but it gets great fuel economy. It took me like a tank and a half to, to get down to uh, the San Francisco Bay area. And uh, the money that you spend on this thing. You get the luxury stuff that you're used to in a Lexus that uh, we all think Lexus, we think luxury, at a decent price. Uh, I think the uh, the sticker price on the one I'm driving is uh, 55645 with destination. And it includes all the stuff that you would expect a Lexus to include and something that you would expect the Lexus to include and it's not there anymore, which is that ridiculous um, mouse interactive system for the uh, the entertainment and the nav center. That's gone in this thing. They replaced it with a touch screen. Uh, you, you touch it now, it's much easier to operate, much less bulky, much less attention required to it. To, to operate it, uh, you can uh, do it on the fly. I always suggest that you pull over for these things, but if you need to quickly get something on the fly, it's all there. Plus, it has buttons that duplicate what the screen does so that you can do it just manually um, you know, on the dashboard. So you need the heater controls or uh, so on and so forth. Very simple, very easy. It has the... You know, the hybrid engine, uh, that uh, system that uh, Lexus has become famous for. And again, it's like, it's it's going back to old school. If you're one of those people that always wanted to get your feet a little wet with a hybrid, but you didn't want to go the full plug-in route, this car is right up your alley. Uh, as I said, the um, interface with the nav system and the entertainment system is spectacular. It, it's great. I mean, if really Lexus is really atoned for their uh, for their many sins. Two hundred thirty nine horsepower. It goes okay. Uh, as in the old school hybrids, it grinds a lot when you're driving. When you hit that gas, you hear that uh, that engine labor a bit, uh, and it's a little noisy. But again, uh, you know, you're you're getting the benefit of not having to stop at charge stations. Still uh, getting great gas mileage on this thing. And it does, it is quick. I mean, it's not that it's slow. It definitely gets up to highway speed pretty darn quickly. It's not going to be the, the you know, the, the NX458, which was 302 horsepower. Uh, but it, it definitely is going to uh, get you up to highway speed. And once you're on the highway, once you're driving around this thing, it's very comfortable Lexus is known for their seats and this, you know, the comfort of their seats. And this car is no exception. So you put space, you put a good nav and uh, entertainment system, you put a good fuel economy into a a car, an SUV, and you're going to get a pleasurable vehicle. And that's what the the NX is. It's a a pleasurable, pleasurable vehicle to drive and a pleasurable vehicle to look at. 
and a pleasurable vehicle to take the family out in uh, for a ride on a Sunday afternoon. So it really, it, it scores on all of the family car stuff that you would be looking for when you go into a showroom. So uh, as I said, the uh, NX350H, definitely worth checking out uh, if you're in the market for that um, kind of, if you're not ready to take the full leap yet, this is the car that you should be checking out. If you're not ready to take the full leap, the uh, 350H is where you're, uh, is a place that you can look to stick your toes in the water to see how cold it is or how warm it is. I think that's a good analogy. We'll leave that there on this uh, Saturday morning. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, hanging out with you. Producer Nathan is with us as well. Nathan, how's everything going with you? Okay. Oh, it's going great. Had a nice Thanksgiving, you know, spent it pretty small scale, which is my preferred way of doing Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. The, the big, uh, the big parties of yes, well, you'll probably get into them as you grow older. You know, the large family gatherings, but this is, uh, uh, you know, smaller sometimes can be much better. You know. Oh yeah, and then I, uh, of course, uh, I might have gotten sucked up by a few Black Friday deals as well. But you know, as long uh, as I'm saving money on stuff, I would have probably been bought another time. It's probably okay. What um, what did you buy? On Black Friday, you go automotive, did you go stereo? I mean, where, where did you find the best deals? I went, just kind of looked around uh, manufacturers' websites. I just bought some electronics for at home, like laptop and some headsets and stuff like that. Because this is a and great Christmas time to presents. buy that stuff, right? Yeah. There's probably this, and, and I guess Monday is Cyber Monday, right? It is. But in the end, I mean, isn't them all kind of blended together anyway? I mean, like the same deals you'll find on Cyber Monday, you're going to find on, you know, Black Friday or even the week before. A lot of places have already started putting out deals since this past Monday. Right. I, I noticed that, that there were uh, stuff on the Amazon site that I looked at that had dropped, you know, 50 percent. Yeah, um, they call on, them early on, Black like Friday deals. Yeah, and it was some good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't buy anything, but I like to look. You know, I mean, I, I I've gotten to the point where I'm not buying stuff anymore uh, that I don't need. You know, uh, if I need it, uh, is one thing, but I don't know. I'm, I've gotten to the point where I've got enough stuff. You know, matter of fact, I got to get rid of some stuff. So I'm going to have my own Black Friday sale one of these Fridays. <laughs> Well, I didn't go overboard. I made sure everything was stuff I needed and, you know, that would be put to good use. That's just the kind of buyer I am. Well, that's a good thing, man. That's uh, nothing wrong with that. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, I don't know. I always think that's a thing of beauty, man. Just you taking know? advantage of what I need while it's on sale, I guess. A exactly. That is, uh, that is the, uh, the epitome of a good consumer, right? Uh, tell you what, let me, let's take a real quick break here. Let's run one quick spot. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Pull your seatbelt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up, buckle up for safety. Buckle up, buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Put your mind at ease. Tell your riders, please. Get your seatbelts buckled, everybody. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says... Seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up! Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. All right, back with you here on Drive Time Radio. Just a few minutes left. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hang on because we do a little overtime thing on Facebook and talk a bit more about... Um, about uh, some of the vehicles that we've driven, some of the stuff that's coming up on the show. Got a chance to uh, spend a few minutes this week with uh, our good friend Carl Pulley from Honda, uh, talking about the new uh, second-generation HRV. Uh, we're talking about, you know, smaller, 
small family size uh, SUVs or crossovers uh, that are out there. And uh, people love their Hondas. I mean, it's amazing the brand loyalty uh, that you see in the Honda. And uh, Honda's come out with this uh, this CUV. Uh, the first generation a few years ago is wildly popular. And uh, now uh, they've, they've developed the second generation, cleaned it up a little bit. And I got to tell you, looking at the car, now, again, I didn't drive this car yet, but just the walk around and looking at it, uh, they've, they've really, Honda has um, cleaned up their, the nose of this thing. It, it reminded me a bit of a Porsche, actually, which is really interesting because there's now this, and uh, it, Kia had a, a vehicle, uh, the Sportage, that kind of looked like that, that they got away from uh, looking like a Porsche. Now, Honda takes up that mantle. I guess everybody's trying to look like a, a Porsche these days. But other than that, this was... Uh, uh, you know, a very impressive vehicle. Uh, Honda has really cleaned up their interiors uh, where there's, uh, you know, the screen is there and not a lot of other stuff. Uh, it looks like it's comfortable to sit in. Again, we didn't, this was just an online presentation. We'll actually see the vehicle uh, in January. It's hitting dealers, I guess, this week. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where you look at a vehicle and you, you know, you say to yourself, this is going to be, uh, at the very least, for people that loves Hon- love Honda, it's going to to attract them in uh, and out of uh, maybe out of a Civic or out of something like that and into uh, the HRV. For people who don't particularly have a preference in brand, it's going to attract them into the showroom uh, for this type of vehicle. And uh, right now, it's uh, only uh, gas. Uh, no hybrid on the horizon, although I would think that uh, that you'll see a hybrid in the uh, HRV. Uh, the CRV has a hybrid out that has just been put out, and that's uh, proving to be wildly popular. So, you know, you're really starting to see uh, choices out there in what you want to buy. But if you're looking for that, um, you know, vehicle that has uh, is not too big, is a good urban dweller, can fit into parking spaces real well, carries the Honda reliability and the resale value to it, and it's just a, a solid car uh, that will, will, you know, get you where you're going uh, with a minimum of problem and get you where you're going, uh, you know, as far as driving something that's uh, that's solid. Uh, the, the HRV is a car worth looking at. They should be in the dealer showrooms very soon might even be in there by the end of the year and we'll have more about them as time goes on but a great presentation about this car which is available of course in all-wheel drive uh honda's still in addition that they say you can take off-road easily as well all right that's going to wrap it up for this edition of drive time thank you so much for spending the time with us today uh, we really appreciate it and we will catch up with you Next Saturday morning, if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, right here on 1150 KKNW. Have a good week, folks.